Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Jamie. This is my co-host, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hello. Hey. So we're from um, we're the Niner Fifth Radio team. Um, so make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, click the subscribe button. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of our shows. Um, check out our website, NinerFifthRadio.com, and check out our shop to support us, NinerFifthRadio.com forward slash shop. So how are you doing today, Jason? Uh, another actual sunny day up here in the Pacific Northwest behind enemy lines up here. Yeah. I, it's gotten warm over here too. So it, but I'm in Cali, so it's not, it's always nice weather for the most part. Yeah, it's about, I think today is like the first time this year it's gotten above 60 here. Oh, wow. So it's actually, it's shorts are on everything else. It's like, Oh, it's so nice. Finally. That's nice. That's awesome. Okay, um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about um, some draft stuff. Um, we talk about positions we think we should address in the draft. Um, Jason has some players he thinks we should target um, mm -hmm. in the draft for at different positions. And yeah, mm -hmm. and then we'll just um, kind of go from there. So this will be a heavy, kind of heavier draft uh, show. So if you're interested in that, please stick around because the draft is right around the corner. So... We're going to try to do some of these kind of shows just so we can get some information out there and hear feedback from you guys. So, yeah. Um, I was do, when I was talking to you earlier about it, I was, because with you losing power and everything, I was going to do it by myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've beaten the quarterback position to death at this point, no mm -hmm. matter what, whenever you turn on anything on YouTube, NFL Network, you know, anything Niners related, it's just quarterback. You know, who yeah. are we going to do? When's Jimmy going to go away? You know, who are we, you know, it's going to be Mac Jones and Justin Fields, blah, blah, blah. It's like, so I want to do something a little different. <clears throat> mm -hmm. See if we can get other information out there that just, because I'm tired of talking about quarterbacks right now. I don't blame you. I'm tired of <laughs> hearing other people talking about quarterbacks. It's like we're all saying the same things over and over and over again. It's just like, okay. I just want to can we, can it be April 29th already? I'm done. I <laughs> so, know. I know. It's only been two weeks since we made the uh the trade. The trade. Yeah. And it's yeah. already it's like we have this, we have beaten this, you know, to a bloody pulp over and over. <laughs> we really have. If you turn on any other 49er YouTube channel, any podcast, any any like ESPN, whatever, it's and it, the Niners are brought up is pretty much about quarterbacks. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, three more long weeks. <laughs> yeah, so just hang in there, everybody. Just hang in there for three more weeks, and then we should be uh, – I was yeah. excited. Oh. I, thought, I thought at first it was going to be like uh, Christmas. I was like, I yeah, you know, we're all going to be excited for Christmas, and already I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I'm ready yeah. to move on to something else. Um, we have a comment from um, one of our guests from last a couple weeks ago, last week or the week before. Nitty Gritty Niners, go subscribe to them. They're an awesome YouTube channel. So hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hey, thanks. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, he it's also says, the biggest decision. "Yes, for sure. This this will be the, Shanahan and Lynch have made a lot of big decisions, um, but this will definitely be what they're going to be known for." moving on for like the rest of their tenure here. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see what they decide to do, but all right, you ready to get into it? Quarterback, so let's move on. 
Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, it's like something else. Um, I know. One of my biggest, uh, well, not mine, but most people agree, one of our biggest issues that we need to get is we need to get some cornerbacks mm-hmm. into the draft. Um, obviously, at number three, you know, at number when we were at number 12, I really thought we were going to pick a, cor- a cornerback up. We pretty much were almost had the choice of who we wanted between uh, Sertain, Farley, and uh, Horn at number 12. Mm-hmm. One of them was easily going to fall to us. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to happen now that we're not, unless we trade back up into it. But obviously, yeah. those, you know, that position is gone. So the earliest we're doing, you know, second round or whatever for them. Um, some one of the guys I got, and I know a lot of people are big on, is Asante Samuels from um, uh, FSU. Um, okay. He's probably one of the smoother players. You know, it's like I'm not going to say he doesn't do anything flashy, but he does everything really good. And, you know, spotlight doesn't seem to affect him, you know. He'll take the other team's top receivers, shut him down, all that kind of stuff. So, like I said, he's one of the top ones, uh, you know, on the second, you know, the B, B tier, if you will, when it comes to that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I haven't looked too much into this, this stuff yet. Um, I just haven't had a chance. But this is definitely a position that's been up there on mine. I know – Originally, O-line was up there, but I think in free agency, I think we're in pretty good shape of that right now. Mm-hmm. So I think cornerbacks, just even just for depth and stuff and having backups, because while I love Jason Verrett, he has been injured a lot in the past, so it would be good to mm-hmm. have somebody who's reliable that we can have fill in if need be um, and stuff. And losing Sherman is a – I think it's going to be a bigger deal, like – like with his mental aspect of the game, like Sherman is really good at like dissecting plays so that the offense is going to run and stuff um, and whatnot. So like, this is definitely one position I think they really need to address, whether it's early in the draft, like in the second or third round or later, if somebody they mm-hmm. see falls. Um, but yeah. Yeah. A um, couple other guys I got on there are both the cornerbacks coming out of uh Central Florida, you got Robinson and Gowen. And the mm-hmm. reason why I put both of them up there together is because they both would feel a need. Um, mm-hmm. Gowen is the bigger of the two. We've got some big receivers in our division right now with Matt uh, we've got Hopkins in there now. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some big boys in the cover. Gowen's is the bigger one. He can easily mm-hmm. cover those guys a lot easier. And then you can also, uh, with Robinson, he's more of, a, more of a slot. Now, we do have Mosley for slot, but I mean, mm-hmm. We always use more top tier uh, cornerbacks. So I mean, one of the one or either of them would also be good picks up in the later rounds. So there's a couple yeah. more guys we got on there. Um, the last guy I got is I always butcher this guy's name. Iafiatu from Illinois. Um, his brother is actually the safety in our team, Obi. Why can't he have a good easy name like oh, that? Okay. But you know, he's also another guy. He's got he has a very um, He's built a lot like Sherman and has that same kind of mentality. So, you know, another good fit, you know, long-term. Yeah. He would definitely, yeah, definitely Wayne. He would be a, you know, later third, maybe early fourth round draft pick for that guy. And you guys think there'd be um, a good scheme fit? Like would they fit um, the defense? That's awesome. Because, I mean, I know that you shouldn't heavily rely on that, but I do think it is – a good fit if they fit this game and run something yeah, at least similar. Yeah. 
everybody says that, you know, for the most part, you, it is kind of plug and play, but some guys are, you know, Sherm isn't the greatest, you know, one-on-one uh, uh, -on -one player, but you put him in zone and that's where he's comfortable with, you know, because mm -hmm. that lets him read and he can break on plays because he's got that long, those long arms and that long body. Some guys mm -hmm. want to play up close and, you know, just press you the whole time. And that's where they're good at. So scheme does, I mean, you some guys can play both ways, but sometimes, you know, guys do excel at one way or the other. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, is that all for cornerbacks or anything, or do you have anybody else? Uh, that's all I wrote down for now. Like I said, I got okay. a few third positions here and there. Okay. Um, we can move to safety because I think another, you know, we do need to have need a, a need yeah. for safety. You know, we so. got Tart and Ward, but they're constantly being hurt, especially mm -hmm. Ward. I mean, both of them are amazing when they're when they're uh, kind of like with Jimmy. We win when they're back when they're back to playing and they're good. But yeah. we do they do tend to get hurt, and you know with uh, Will, the Wilson pickup, I think he's a good uh, vet presence. But we you know we definitely should probably look for somebody younger. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, one of the guys I got, and I love the way he plays, is uh, Jacoby Stevenson's out of LSU. He's 6'2", 230 pounds. He is just a big dude, if especially for a safety. But as, as much of a safety at that size. He is a ball hawk. He's all over the field. He covers everybody. <clears throat> so <clears throat> there's that one. And, uh, the other one I got is uh, Fuhanga from USC, another big mm -hmm. hitter. Uh, okay. To me, he reminds me a lot of like uh, Jamal Adams from the uh, Seahawks. Can play down into close to the line. He's gonna make a lot of disruptive plays close to you know not maybe not always in the back you know getting interceptions and stuff like that. But he you know will blitz him. Use mm -hmm. him to blow up plays before they develop, especially with like screens and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Like, I, I think this season's going to be a lot of because last season was really a test of our depth positions because we got mm -hmm. we had a lot of injuries last year, like a lot of people now. So I think make I think they're going to try to do their best because we didn't have a lot of draft picks last year, so we didn't get the chance to fill in a lot of younger players. Um, as much as we're used to, because like, like what we did in 2017 and 2018 is we filled in, and like 2019 is like we filled in a lot of younger players. But last year we really didn't get that chance to. So I think this draft would be a smart move for them to like find, try to find some hidden gems in like the later rounds because that's where they're they're decent there. Like they found Fred Warner there. They found like a lot of Kittle. They're like good in later rounds. They are. This is so, a deep draft. Like, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily uh, top heavy with like superstars per se, but I think there's a lot of guys in this draft that are going to be playing a long time in this league mm -hmm. uh, simply because they're going to fit roles and, and be really good at those roles. Like I said, maybe not necessarily a lot of all pros, first team, this and that, but I think you can get a lot of guys who are going to be they're going to be around the league for you know eight, ten years just because they're good, solid players. Mm -hmm. And that's great. That's awesome. Um, so is that all for safeties? You have more for safeties? Oh, those are the two ones that I was that I pointed out. Like I said, I pretty much got like two for every role kind of thing. Okay, what's your next position? Uh, D line. D line. Oh, okay. And so, while I think we're set up for starters, we definitely need more rotational pieces and some depth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, for the inside guys, um, two guys that I like are uh. Bobby Brown the third, and then mm -hmm. T.J. Slayton. Uh, Bobby's from Texas A&M, and Slayton is from Florida. 
Um, cool. What I like about these two guys is that they're young and they're just big. Uh, one's 335, the other one's like 350. Both of them are like 6'3", 6'4". Um, I like my interior linemen just to be bulky and take up space. Mm-hmm. You know, let the linebackers and everybody else um, make the plays. Just take up space. Don't let, you know, don't, don't get moved. You know, stay low, keep your, you know, keep your ground and just keep push back when you can. Mm-hmm. And those two guys, and with Slayton, he actually has a very quick first step for a man that size. As far as I know, I think he's the biggest player in the draft, but watching him, I watched a bunch of his film uh, this morning um, mm-hmm. at lunch or my break at work. And uh, I noticed he's got a very quick step for a man that size. You don't see many interior linemen with that size that can move with that first quick step. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, that's what this defense has excelled on is having a good, having really good starters on the D line and having good rotational players to fill in. Mm-hmm. So that way nobody You're gets too fatigued and, and the rotational players are good and can fill in some really good um, plays while the starters are resting. And like, that's how we did so well in 2019 is our D line was crushing it for most of the year. So Even last year, as depleted yeah. as it was with no Sali, no Bosa, they were still getting after people. You know, mm-hmm. the sacks weren't necessarily there, but they had quite a bit of pressure, especially Kinlaw mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. He came out, you know, he was beasting it towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited for Kinlaw to see him this season and see how Have he progressed. Have you seen his videos huh? of him working out? No, I haven't actually. Oh, he's just, he is getting ridiculously big. Oh shoot! <laughs> I'm not That's... sure how much weight he's put on, but he looks much bigger this off season. Like he was in there flexing, with no shirt on. And I was like, "Damn, he's getting big." <laughs> yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. awesome. I mean, like you said, bigger D line, take up space, especially yeah, in the it's interior. Great. It's it'd be great. Yeah. Special Haas is holding the line right there. Yep. A uh, couple of guys I like on the outside is. Uh, Chauncey Goldson from uh, Iowa. I know a lot of people are high on him. Um, he's long. He's like 6'5". I think he's 6'5", weighs about 265-ish or so. So he's got that long, okay. quick body, you know, got that long arms, bat down balls, reach out to people. And on the same way with that, Jordan Smith from uh, UAB is 6'7". I mean, he's got a wingspan. Like, I think he was like 91 or 90, 91. It's ridiculous. So, I mean – you're not going to run away from him because he's just going to reach out his hand and grab you. <laughs> it's just, you know, from like one side of the line to the other, he's just going to extend his arm and grab you. Um, Malcolm Coons is another good one. Yep. So I've seen him too. Um, but yeah, like I said, with, you know, you want, for me, I want my guys on the edge to be longer so that, mm-hmm. you know, people don't get away from it. You know, they wrap up, get away, you know, bat those balls down. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, that's some, like, anybody who can come in and fill in while Nick Bosa gets off the field for a minute, especially after his injury, because we don't know, we don't know how Nick Bosa is going to come back. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, he has all the resources to come back and be as good as he can get, but we don't mm-hmm. know. We don't know how explosive he's going to be how and how his knee's going to hold up, um, especially after playing. He's, another one. he's had injuries in his life. Yeah. So I mean that's it's always smart. It's always smart. I mean I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else said? Um, another one I was looking at was wide receivers. Okay. Um, 
Simi Fihoko from Stanford. Um, definitely mm-hmm. another name I know I butchered. Um, he's another big body, uh, big red zone target that we need. That, you know, especially since we lost uh, Kendrick, we need mm-hmm. someone you know, in, deep in the uh, red zone, tall, can reach up there and grab ball. You know, grab those mm-hmm. uh, corner balls and stuff like that. Um, Kadarius Tony from Flor- Tonley from Florida uh, mm-hmm. gets overshadowed because of uh, of Pitts. But when you mm-hmm. look at him, watch him run, um, we can just add him to the Yak family. He's had like almost 40 broken tackles over the last two years. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, if that's one of the things they, they want to build on and keep going with as far as, you know, guys breaking tackles and getting all his yards after the catches, he's a perfect fit for those for that position. You know, so that's it. You just join the Yak family and be part of it again. So, For real. I mean, yeah. that's – that he sounds like he'd fit in perfectly like with Kittle, Debo, Brandon, like just that, like, cause that's where they're really good at those players good at yards after the catch. Yeah. So, yeah. And like I said, especially, you know, with the offense, you know, for the most part, what you want to do is get him in stride. And you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that Jimmy does do good, you know, not go deep, but what he mm-hmm. does do good is sit guys in stride and, you know, he lets his players make the plays. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's one thing he has done consistently good is that with his quick release, he can get the ball out, get it to these guys, and let them make the plays. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let the positional guys go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, I had uh, offensive line. Well, our okay. starters are definitely pretty much set, I think, for the most part, unless, you know, depending on who we pick up here in, in the draft and possible free agency from here and there. But I do think we need to get a little bit younger mm-hmm. in some of the spots. That way, you know, when Trent Williams decides to retire, whether we move on from Glinchy and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. we need to have plans in place for those guys. Um, <clears throat> one of the big ones is Kendrick Green from Illinois. Uh, everybody seems to think he is going to be, again, one of those long-term players in the NFL. Um, he does a lot of – he's quick. He can move. You know, he does a lot of pulling schemes, a lot like ours. Okay. So, same thing. Um, another guy I got is Brady Christensen out of BYU. Mm-hmm. Everybody okay. knows Zach Wilson. Well, this is the guy that's been blocking, keeping his back, his backside clean for the last couple of years. Um, again, he's another. He's a tackle that pulls really well. Oh, okay. You know, they pulled him around with screens and this and that, or just you know, tackle out and stuff like that. And he's he's always there. He's quick. He's getting to the point and you know, blocking for everybody. So like I said, those are two guys that. Uh, I specifically was looking at. For, you know, so you were looking specifically at tackles. No, um, you can. Well, Green's a, a guard. Green, okay. But, I mean, okay. you know, for centers, uh, one of the darlings of the draft is Creed Murphy from Oklahoma. He's one, and then there's a Quinn Martinez from uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, I believe, is what it is. A lot of people have been pretty high on him as well. Okay. So I mean, like I said. It, just goes back to the whole, it's a deep, good draft to those positions. We could draft these guys third, fourth, fifth round, and they'll, you know, we can slot them in in a year or so. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Lynchy, we don't know what's going to happen with his contract after next season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trent, two years, three's top. Alex Jones, I mean, drafting a center wouldn't be bad. Alex, you know, Mack was a great Jones or a great center for how many years? Mm-hmm. You know, let him. Let somebody sit beside, uh, sit behind him for a year or two and learn. Yeah. You know, like we do with other positions, just let them sit there and then, you know, 
learn a position from somebody and then take over after them. I mean, that's ideal scenario is like not rushing your rookie players in right away and letting them learn the playbook, learn techniques from the veterans who are in front of them. Like that's why I, that's, that's something I'm very high on because I think it really benefits the players coming in because they don't feel that immediate pressure to like perform right away. Cause I think sometimes that's just like too much, too much overwhelming a little bit. And it, it like pushes them back. It pushes their progression back because like they've like, they try so hard, but they don't like, especially with Kyle's game. Cause like Kyle's scheme is super complicated. So letting, especially like for letting an O-lineman rookie O-lineman come in and just learn the playbook and not have to be forced in, um, bear, bearing no injuries and all that jazz um, yeah, and stuff. It, the, I, I like that idea a lot. Yeah, like I said, it, you got at least, especially with uh, with Mac and Trent, I mean, mm-hmm. if you get two guys and sit behind them for a couple of years, you know, let them, you know, still uh, play at a high level and just, you know, learn mm-hmm. from those two guys, especially, you'll be set. You yeah. know, some guys, you know, they're better than them. Just let them sit and learn. I got no yeah. problem with it. Yeah. That was all the notes I had. Like I said, that's about as far as I got when uh, I got home and started making notes out for everything. No, I mean, that's great. Like I said earlier, I haven't gone too deep into it, so it's great to hear from you and hear some guys who um, you've heard about from other people or somebody you just picked up and saw on film or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think those are positions that I think they'll definitely try to um, look at in the draft. like, I'd be really surprised if they don't draft a cornerback. I'd be really surprised if they don't draft an O-lineman. Like, wide receiver, I they it's tricky because we lost Kendrick Bourne, and Kendrick Bourne was, was our red zone target because yeah. he was so good at catching in the end zone. So I could see them definitely targeting them, but I also could see them being like, you know what? And with Debo's injury. So, yeah, I could see them getting a wide receiver. And um, who knows what in the world's going to go on with uh, Jalen Hurd? Is he going to be with I know. Like, is, does he even play? Is he going to be? You know, is he healthy? He's had the worst luck. He's had the worst luck. Two years in a row, season any injuries. You know, it's funny because, you know, he has back. You know, it's been his back. Yeah. He also has back injuries. D4. Back yeah. injuries are no joke. They, they take a long time. You know, I. I pulled my back once, and it took me, like, months to finally get over it, you know. So back injuries do – they're so, one of the hardest things to come back from. Because they linger, probably. Like, the, And yeah. that's the problem. And the sport is so so physical. It's like, what are you supposed to do? Like, you, they, like, they can't play. Like, otherwise, yeah. they'll get really seriously hurt. Like, That's yeah. why a lot of guys have to just straight up retire when they get a back injury. They just – I know. You can't lean forward. You can't. You're never comfortable, no matter what you do. So I mean, yeah, yeah. it makes it for a month or two that when mine was bad, I couldn't. I, I couldn't imagine living like that. You mm-hmm. know, after playing the game, you know, I barely. You know, I was whining after like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I hope the best for Jalen Hurd. I, I would love to see him play because, like, the little bit we did see of him in those preseason games was really cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. it'd be awesome, man. but but if he can't play, then he can't play. Like he shouldn't. Like I don't know. 
like he's i don't know it's just not it's going to be his decision whether he feels like he can play or not and the doctors clear him so yeah we'll see because he would be awesome but yeah. we'll see. yeah so you have anything else shall we do it let's do it fuck it um play wrong quarterbacks <laughs> you know we have to. What else are we can talk about? We're not a fan. This is all we can talk about. Um, For real. I think most of you guys know that uh, I am fully on board with the Trey Lance on Trey Lance. You know, okay. I think he is. You know, I think he's everything the system needs. You know, as good as I think uh, Justin Fields is, mm-hmm. I think the ceiling for especially for uh, Trey Lance is even higher. Person. Um, okay. I haven't been able to confirm it, but I saw one report where it said that he graduated both high school and college early. I'm like, what more do you want from your quarterback? Jeez. That's if that's you the know? case, that means he's super smart, which would be yeah. awesome. Because um, you can especially in this offense, being able to run it, that'd be awesome. Um, you know, and one thing that he does have above all the rest, every other of the top quarterbacks is he called his own audibles. He didn't, you know, even like if you watch film with the fields and stuff like that, he didn't call his own audibles. He looked at the, he looked at the sideline to get that. You know, mm-hmm. and he also called his own pass protections. So, I mean, it's just like he's got the brain to absorb everything that, you know, with as crazy and wild as Shanahan's uh, this offense is. I, everything I – the more I read, the more I like it. Okay. Um, well, I – so I, this is the only position that I've seen a little bit of film on, and it's not really, I wouldn't even really consider it film. It's the pro days. I've watched Zach Wilson's pro day, Justin Fields' pro day, the highlights, mm-hmm. and um, a little bit of Trevor Lawrence, um, just in case something crazy happens um, and stuff. Um, I haven't looked at Trey Lance, um, cause I like, didn't really look at it too much, but my... I really liked Justin Fields' pro day. Um, he looked very calm. I liked his demeanor when he was throwing. Like, he was calm, which was good. And, like, cause I think that's something important to be able to keep your composure when you're playing. Um, him and Zach Wilson can make those deep throws that 49er fans have been begging for for, like, ever. Um, those deep passes. Um, and I think he'd be a good fit, too. I... But I also haven't looked at Trey Lance. My only issue with Trey Lance is he hasn't played as much as Justin yeah. Fields and um, Zach Wilson. So, like, that's my only worry about Trey Lance. But Trey Lance would be great because if we – like, what it seems like we're keeping Jimmy, Trey Lance sounds like he's the kind of player who would need to sit for a little bit mm-hmm. to, like, learn and get used to the playbook and to get used to the NFL – and, like, if that's the case, then I'm all for it. And he can run. I know he's run. I've seen, like, one highlight reel of him. Yeah, he and, can run. Yeah. So, like, I'm okay with, like, either of those guys, Justin Fields or Trey Lance, because it looks like the Jets are officially taking a quarterback at two. That is probably going to be Zach Wilson. Um, so, unless – unless – Jags take Justin Fields number one, and then Jets take Trevor. I don't see I don't see them taking anybody but Trevor Lawrence number one. I like yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but I'm just saying. I remember the Baker Mayfield draft when everybody didn't think he was going to be 
the first one. You think it's gonna be crazy if we pick up McCorkle Jones? It'll be worse if the uh, the Jags pick up somebody other than Trevor Lawrence. Like I said, you think they're gonna be crazy? You know, this fan base would be nuts if we pick up Mac Jones. Jaguars would oh, be I know. crazy if they pick anybody but Trevor Lawrence. I know. I mean, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Well, Urban Meyer wasn't Ohio State court, uh, coach. So, I mean, I don't know what, two national championships? So. I mean, that's the only reason I, I, I even thought about it is that, that Ohio State connection. But, yeah. um, like, I honestly think it's going to be Lawrence, Wilson, Fielder, Lance, I think. Yeah. I can see. I can see that. That's, like, the most likely scenario. About Mac I Jones, I feel more comfortable if we were still at twelve and we picked up Mac Jones. Like I feel like oh, yeah. that that would be better. I think that's a main issue with the fan base is that we traded up to three. I think yeah. getting Mac Jones at three at that spot would have been giving up too much for him. But yeah, this because is like, also- basically a clone of Jimmy, and people don't yeah. want. Even though we win with Jimmy, people don't want Jimmy. You know, yeah. everybody has to have the dual quarterback. And they say, you know, Jones can't run. And this is like, well, he's not the fastest guy in the world. I mean, we've all seen him shirtless. And he, you know, looks like any other dad bot, you know, the dad bot thing going on. But if you mm-hmm. watch his feet in the pocket, his feet are always moving. He's got good pocket presence, you know. And, I mean, he's faster than Jimmy. I understand that's a low bar to get over. But, like I said, if he's if his base is Jimmy and he can you know stay healthy, why not? I don't know. I mean, the wild card is is this is Kyle Shanahan's first opportunity to pick the player that he wants. Like he's always either inherited a inherited inherited a quarterback or like lucked out like with getting Jimmy like in that trade. So well, his dad drafted uh, RG three when he was the offensive coordinator yeah. for Washington. Yeah. And look how good. I mean, before he got hurt in the playoffs, I mean, yeah. RG three had like the most yards of a quarter or for a rookie quarterback, most mm-hmm. touchdowns, and he didn't even know how to really utilize a dual threat quarterback like RG three. He mm-hmm. had to go out. He spent like that that summer after the draft going around to uh, other coaches and you know picking their brains to figure out how he could intimate implement that style of play into his uh, his offense. So, I mean, he's yeah. good at picking up with what somebody's good with and bringing it over, even if it's not necessarily what he wants to run. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's come out and said he didn't want RG3. That was, uh, what's his name, the, uh, Snyder. That was more of a his pick than it was the Shanahan's. Yeah. But. I We'll see what happens. We'll see who Kyle wants, because I feel like that's going to be more on Kyle than John. Um, I feel like, yeah, because this is going to be Kyle's feet, like future quarterback for the team. So um, it's just going to be interesting. I can't wait for the draft because I just want to know who we're picking so that we can just like go over that now <laughs> instead of speculating. Because it's stop fighting. Everybody knows you know, it's like you know, four corners, you know, yet, you know, the people who want fields in one corner, then there's a Trey Lance corner. The Mac Jones corner, and you know, mm-hmm. just, just like calm down. I, I do. Corner. That's the guy I kind of. That was my draft crush earlier. Who? Kellen Mond, quarterback from uh, Texas A&M. Uh, oh, okay. Um, he's about the closest thing this 
this draft has like a Kaepernick, basically, with the way um. he plays. Um, he's another one that would definitely have to sit and learn for a year or so. But like I said, he was my long-term plan when uh, I first started looking at draft stuff at 12. Like We, we could have got him in a second, possibly. Because okay. he's going to get drafted high because he's got the potential. But, you know, the value on quarterbacks, you always overdraft them because everybody wants the, the next best one. So, Yeah. I mean, yeah. My thing, I will say this one thing. And I do agree with this. I do think since there's been so much talk from like journalists and reporters that we are going to be taking Jones at three. So I do think it's a little bit of um, a smoke screen. Um, I don't know. Like, and also I saw a tweet. I forgot who it was from. Um, basically saying like the foreigners haven't really leaked anything like since John and mm-hmm. Kyle have taken over. So, like, anything, like, that they don't want to get out, like, I just don't see them saying who they're taking at three, like, just to anybody right now. Yeah, I Even think though, like, they don't need to hide the leverage, but it's like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't see that happening. Because like, a lot of it came from Sims with mm-hmm. uh, and CBS, whatever their morning show is, their sports mm-hmm. kind of show. And a lot of it coming from him, and it's not a, it's not a secret. Him and Shanahan are like best buds. Yeah. And you know, are the two of the, is, you know, Shanahan saying, "Hey man, can you say this for me? You know, build up Mac Jones. Maybe somebody will overdraft him. You know, yeah. do something stupid, and I can come in. You know, maybe the Jets pick up Mac Jones at two, and that leaves us Zach Wilson, or maybe you know something crazy like that. I mean, who knows? I think you know, like I, said, I think it's a lot of smoke. Yeah, I also saw a tweet um, that. Uh, Adam Schefter said that he wouldn't be surprised if we took Mac Jones at three. Yeah. That's from Schefter. For, I saw that I today. It, yeah, I saw that one too. I think at this point, it's one of those things. It's like it's a rumor that's come to reality at this point. It's just there's so much that there's so much out there pointing in one direction. It almost seems true. Yeah. But like I said, I think it's all just smoke and mirrors or something. But like I, said, I, I wouldn't I, be upset with. With Jones as much as, I don't know, most of the fan bases. I just think that Fields and Lance have more potential mm-hmm. than than Jones. And I feel like they're more athletic. And I think that's something that has been missing. Because, um, like, Jimmy's a good athlete, but he's not, he's not like what Kyle Kaepernick was. Kyle Kaepernick was, like, athletic as hell. Like, I still remember that Green Bay game. It was insanity. Um, you know, he's no Wilson. He's no Tyler Murray. You know Kyler Murray. You know you look at the other quarterbacks in the movie. Well, no Stafford. And I think Stafford. I think after dealing with those kind of guys in our division for so long, I think it's about time we get one of our own to yeah. like even it. Which is why I'm more on that side. But like I'm not going to be as upset as some people would be if we drafted Mac Jones. I just still think it's a smokescreen right now. Yeah. So, yeah, like he's not Quinn and Williams stuff when we were it was Quinn and Williams and Nick Boza yeah, in 2019. Yeah, like, like two weeks before the draft, they were out having dinner with him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Bam, yep. we got. Them. Yeah, but I also think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we thought the uh, what's the name uh, the Cardinals were going to take Bosa and not Murray because Murray was yeah he was projected to go a little bit lower, and we ended up grabbing or they grabbed him so we can have Bosa so yeah. 
And wasn't Murray still debating whether to go to baseball or football? Wasn't mm-hmm. that a thing? No, I think by that, I think by the draft, he'd already determined that he was going to go full football. Football. Okay. Yeah, I think that was one. Of the, I think pretty much by the combine time, he had decided that he was just going to concentrate yeah. on the football. Yeah, because I remember hearing that. But yeah, because that's literally the only reason why we were able to get Bosa. Because I think if it was any other team up there who, especially if they didn't really need a quarterback, we wouldn't have gotten Bosa. Yeah. So, uh, and we probably would have had Quinn Williams. But, um, Hey, it is what it is. Um, we'll just see who they decide to draft. Um, hang in there, guys, for a few more weeks of all this quarterback talk. Um, <laughs> once the draft is done and we have our guy, we'll we'll be able to talk more a little bit more about him. Be a little bit. It'll be obviously official and stuff. So that'll be like said, nice. the film that we've already combed over. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I'm still hoping against hope that we end up with Zach Wilson because, like, his throws were, like, insanity. Um, and that was really – like, I feel like he'd be a really good fit. I know him and Fields, like, they can do a lot of the similar things, but um, I know <laughs> that the Jets are going to take him. So. I mean, if I had to choose between Wilson and Fields, I'd take Fields. Oh, okay. Just because, he, just because of him, uh, he's a bit more – obvious, a lot more athletic. Mm-hmm. Not that Sandra Wilson isn't, but his speed, especially when running the ball, I would take that because I think yeah. they're pretty comfortable when it comes to uh, passing. Mm-hmm. But you know, Wilson and or Fields and his legs is miles ahead of Wilson. I mean, Wilson. that is true. That is something that's really nice is when your quarterback can do do those escape runs and get yeah. get some yards. You know, like I said, Wilson can scramble, but he's not a running quarterback per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, that's really, I mean, I don't know what more we can really say. I mean, I, I feel like I repeat myself every week, but just. And we'll probably do it. We'll repeat it again until the draft. It's going to be the same yeah. stuff over. Yeah. Um, it'll be, yeah. We discuss what they eat for breakfast every morning. I know. I know. I'm just gonna, I'm just glad that they did the trade and that we know we're going to go quarterback and that Kyle. And John are thinking about like what's going to happen post Jimmy, what they're deciding to do for the future of the team, and stuff yeah. like that. I think, um, I think that shows above anything that they care about the team, and that obviously, and that they're thinking of the future of the team as well as the present. And mm-hmm. they got us in like a good position where we'll be good in the present, and that we can get ourselves set up for the future. So, um, I I don't know. I'm just appreciative of that after those few years, like in 2015 and 2016, and and stuff like that, and how rough those years were. They were so, rough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to say? No, yeah, I think that's good. Cover everything up that I had uh, planned out for. Yeah. All right, well, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, tune in this time next week, 3 o'clock next week ne- on Tuesdays. Um, don't forget to subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss anything. Um, also, search 904 Radio wherever you get your podcast because this will be a podcast audio on, on any podcast app you listen to podcasts. So subscribe to those too. Apple, Stitcher, wherever. Um, I'm sure you can find it. 
And yeah, we'll see you guys later. Thank you, everybody. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Yeah.